This is Danny Skill, and you're listening to The Local Earshot. This feeling of inadequacy is coming from you. Julia doesn't resent you. We've talked about this before. She did not marry your penis. Oh, okay, all right. She didn't only marry your penis. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Local Earshot Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Biggs. Mr. Brad Biggs. I'm in today with Jonathan Grissom, More Bands Media. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. We have Danny Skill back in with us. How you doing, man? Pretty good, man. Thanks for having me. Been a, it's been a year. He was, uh, he was one of our first guests on the show. It's good to have you back in, man. Yeah, thank you. How are things? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. Just hanging out, hanging in there. How's the... Uh, well, uh, for everybody listening, because this will be a couple weeks before it actually drops, um, it got cold as fuck last night in Oklahoma, um, where the wind comes sweeping down the plains, indeed. Because it went from like sixty five degrees to one <laughs> overnight. Oh, and there's and, like, you know, and people try to say it's uh, it's global warming, but we've been dealing with this for like thirty years. That's just so. Oklahoma, man. Well, it changed so fast. Yeah, like just a few minutes. It's amazing. Well, and on top of that, with everything coming in, it's like the sinuses is fucked up, and then you have COVID in the backdrop of that. Now everybody sounds fucked up. Everybody's bodies are hurting at the house. <laughs> yeah, the fucking... Uh, it's cold, it's windy, it's miserable, but we're here. We're, uh, I, I guess we're alive today, so let's make it great, man. Let's do it. <laughs> well, tell us what you've been up to the last year, man. I mean, how's the... Uh, I know you didn't use... We, all right, take people back. We, we met at actually a job. We were printers. We printed. So... Um, we we slung ink for a few years, and then that company is no longer here in Oklahoma. Uh, did you ride that all the way out, or um, for a little while till I think about June? Oh yeah, yeah. I left them, and then I went to Century Martial Arts. Oh okay, yeah. And then I was a hey, I put in for a job there. That's oh, funny yeah? you said that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they're hurting. Yeah, screen printing and stuff like that. Or I know they manufacture like like uh, pads and and that type of stuff, but yeah. like what's, what's kind of you do more of the printing. I was doing the bags. I was oh, okay. doing all the bags and stuff like that. Um, pretty much just hitting it with ink. Uh, different size bags, different styles. They do custom stuff there. Uh, they do a lot of the geese, uh, shirts, everything. They use a couple different inks. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty fun. Like the stuff I was doing was really fast paced. Like just go, go, go. That ink dries. It dries. It wow. dries. Yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> the shirts. That's what you want to do. You want to do shirts. Shirts are cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get into it, man. We, uh, I bought a little four uh, four color press. I'm trying to, um, you know, like I said, find my niche, find where I fit in, kind of like you're saying, you know. Um, but I'd like to do some small batch work and just have a little side hustle, you know. It seems like with the bands we have coming through, you know, they need merch made and they need it for a good price and not all of them can shell out thousands of dollars to buy a big-ass order of church, you know. Not right so, now, yeah. Yeah, no, it'd be something to do, but. Yep. I mean, did did was it like a natural transition for you to just go right into the screen printing thing from when we, we put ink on paper where we were? But um. oh, Yes and no. I mean, imprint has a science to itself, as you know, yeah. like, you know, laying down. It's the substrate's different, of course, obviously. Uh, the ink was a little bit different, so that was different. Um, the pace, the pace just sucked. Was it faster in the screen printing world? Um, it, it depends on where you're at. Like, you know, like I said, with the shirts, you can kind of like go at your own pace, you know, hit the shirt and, you know, turn around to the next color, let it dry with this shit. It's like, you got to keep it moving because it's like, once you've like squeegeed and flooded and all that, like it's you got to, huh? yeah, you got to, <laughs> cause it'll start flooding back into your imprint oh. and the longer it gets into your screen, like you're not getting a clean print anymore. It's all flooded out and man yeah. so you gotta go fucking clean there probably dip the fucking ink out and of course it's thin as shit because you had to thin it out <laughs> so, yeah it's not fun it's a, lot like, of, a lot of chemistry going on there huh <laughs> yeah to get your mixture right and like you want to like go for the longevity because it's they got like a pile of 500 right there and like if you can get it to time it just the way you know mix it just right like you can get through that whole horse and just put it all out whereas the shirts you know and they're just kind of doing their thing. <laughs> hit the next shirt. Hit the See, next shirt. That's what you get for having print experience. Yeah, exactly. Like 
oh quad moving real fast and what's sad is like the guy probably was like man this i'm i'm sure they've had some pretty tough people in there to come in there and like keep with that shit you know it's pretty tough and like a quad that's what we're used to man we're used to being on our feet fucking go 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 all day 12 hours 20 minute lunch maybe maybe yeah my my, uh cousin worked there uh kyle rooms or whatever but i don't know how long he lasted or if he left or i don't know what's going on with that oh i was uh not surprised to see them go i'll just say that yeah Um, it different animal and the market everything it well, just all compounded that I was think. kind of the thing when we got on there is that was the big talk was oh the digital markets are going to take over and i'm like yeah but it still had some longevity to it i think that place was there for about 20 years almost so they're actually slammed up north right now oh yeah yeah they're fucking slammed because they were calling me probably about two months ago wanting to give me a position <laughs> back running a press in wisconsin yeah in wisconsin wisconsin yeah, Ugh. pay my way, everything. It's like, nah, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. I've been down that road, not to mention I don't want to go all the way up there, do it, be away from my family. Some of these guys are coming back on the weekends to see their family. But fucking, I'm so I'm working with Andy now. And, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Oh, he's a good dude. Yeah. So uh, he's, st- he, he's still got some people up there, too. And, like, damn, they're not getting days off. They're, like, they're working. They're working. Man. Yeah. I'm sh- yeah, everything's coming back, you know, because when we went away, it's still kind of mm, everything's still kind of shut down. It seems like everybody's kind of just breaking Fuck out. Fuck it, let's Break just out. get this yeah. thing on. Yeah, um, honestly, that's kind of how we felt with the the live entertainment world. Was man, it was. I mean, if you wanted to see a show that there was volume turned up, it was local or nothing. There was no national acts there for a few months. So, and they're probably the ones still lacking. I think. Yeah, there's really. not as many shows. They're coming. But. They're coming around. We went to see uh, Buck Cherry this week. Nice. Um, our, our boys, uh, Sign of Lies. Uh, we had them on. Uh, they got to open the show and did a fantastic job. Shout out to those guys. That's a band I haven't heard in a uh, while. Well, they're uh, they're still out there doing it, man. That's cool. Uh, it's, That's cool. It's, it's, it's Buck Cherry. It's it's. It's cock rock. It's it's it's. But it, they're one of the best bands out there that do it. So I'll see them. I love Fuck those yeah. guys. I'll see them every time they come through if I can. Hell yeah. Same with Shine Down. Uh, yeah, they're another good one. They're, they're. I mean, I get hell for being a fan of them. They're like, oh, they're fucking pop pop rock. I'm like, yeah, yeah but they're the best at it. So he's got a good voice. <laughs> he's got a good voice. What can I say? So okay. So uh, post quad. Uh, uh, me too. Uh, honestly, I think. I was pretty well. I had a serious uh, perspective shift after Quad Graphics, and uh, I can honestly say I think life has been nothing but on the up and up since leaving that place. <clears throat> but um, it is what it is, I guess. You know, a lot of people moved their whole lives from Wisconsin to come down here, and the place just shut down 15 years later. It's, and some gone right back. Yeah. Um, uh, it's all good, man. I think it was all for the best. It was kind of brooding over for everyone, I think. Good experience with the people, um, but it, it's definitely a learning experience because one of my first jobs after that was a, a power plant where things like safety yeah. and uh, employees, managers that actually give a shit about you, I experienced these things for the first time, and I was like, oh, there's actually places that are like nice to work. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, no day really is a bad day anymore. Yeah. Like, which I'm I'm glad for. It wasn't that way at Quad, man. Well, I, I will rough. say this about Quad. Like, they taught you how – they mostly taught you how to be a professional or to, like, print like one. Right. You know, in theory. <laughs> you know. It, it – yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, it definitely – they definitely – there was something to take from it, I something guess. Something to yeah. take from it, yeah, yeah. For sure. Both good and, and bad. Yeah. But um, yeah, there were some good people up there. I still stay in contact with a few of them. But, uh, Same. I work with a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them have come up where I am at, too, man. Oh, sweet. Making drugs. But uh, who knew? That, that's right right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> so with the, with the vinyl stuff you do on your own, are you more in... Do you do more of the... Uh, t-shirts or is it more of like the custom i've seen some of your stuff man and i'm like i'm just now dipping my toes in that area with the cricket print or the thing you know yeah, yeah, yeah i got yeah. the same and, one and when you told me that you had the same one and i'm just printing off like star 
you know, circle. <laughs> I'm just learning. And then I see that you're shit, and I'm like, all right, I got to ask. So, uh, um, so uh, what are you cutting it with? The, uh, so, as far as software, are you using the Cricut just, software? Yeah, okay. I haven't bought anything yet. Okay. I'm just doing the, the trial just to see what I like better because a lot of people say the Adobe is superior. Uh, yeah, but you need a subscription for that shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, what are you running, Mac, PC? Uh, PC. Okay. Uh, there's a couple different, like, uh, second-party programs you can buy, and we can look through some stuff. I'm not really familiar with the PC stuff because I'm, I'm on the Mac, mm-hmm. but I have something called Pixelmator, and they have a tool which just lets me cut it out. I can just get in there. I can change the brush size, obviously, and more space to cover. Um also got to do some things to some of the images to like either darken them and brighten them so it actually senses it and actually can cut it out correctly. Um, so is this all preset stuff or do you scan your original um, art? So I, a little bit of both because okay. I'm playing around like I, I find some people's art, you know, and I just cookie cutter it out and practice and stuff like that. Um, pretty much like that last that head That's swirl nice. stuff. And uh, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, um, a lot of time to. Well, that yeah. well, that's the other thing is uh, when we bought that thing, the first thing I pulled out was the tools and all these little picks and tweezers. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm just trying to make yeah. T-shirts here. And then I started seeing all that. I'm like, oh, boy, this could get. And I have like the whole uh, Go Media set because a few years back I was going to do the T-shirt stuff, but I was just going to do digital online. And so I downloaded their entire vector set like uh, for uh, like I paid like I think like. 500 bucks or something for their entire set oh wow but it's but i mean but i have thousands of vectors so yeah. i mean i can make pretty much anything that's cool yeah that's cool yeah that, then you can that, send it to and me with that thing you just yeah no yeah i can do that but like uh, but i mean uh, with that with the circuit you just you can upload that even just to their app and then you can cut it right there like uh, right from the image yeah. from the vector image so what is the advantage of uh, like uh, uh we were you told me this, but it was through text, so I didn't really get it. Um, you're saying like the advantages of doing strictly vinyl art versus T-shirts, or the advantage and disadvantage of both. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking I thought they were the same thing. So, so you you can do vinyl shirts. You can heat press them. There's okay. the iron-on heat press stuff, and then yes, you can do the ink, the plazazole ink, or okay. some other kind of. Okay, I, okay. Now I know what you're there talking you about. Yeah. Okay, okay. So you can do both. You can do both. Um, what's what's the advantages? Or is like as far as market, like when people come to you with an idea, I want this shirt with this on it, whatever. So the advantages I would say is if you're doing like ink, you'd be able to lay multiple colors and get gradients easier with ink because you can get them to lay down on them more accurate. Whereas the vinyl, you're like hand place, your hand placing it, so you need like marks and register and all that to actually make sure that you're getting it. Uh, the the art you know doing your own art's pretty tough too, to multi multiply laying the colors and then cut them all out separately and then stick them and then stick them. Hmm. Yeah, it's been pretty tough. Well, but, uh, um, do you, are you more in the t-shirts or do you do like? I've been bouncing bounce around back and forth, Hell man. Yeah, I've yeah. been doing decals. Uh, I've been like taking like waste scrap from from work, you know, that they cut out on that blackboard. I think it's like EPVC or something, and. Uh, yeah, I'll take some like holographic three color foil stuff, and make some crazy ass psychedelic image, you know, with that head fucking exploding yeah. in stars and stuff, you know. Badass. Just, so yeah, just slap it on there, you know. Uh, working on a couple other ones too, just random stuff, you know. Uh, drawing other people's stuff, uh, drawing our own stuff. We also got a, a pen tablet, uh, which is actually helps a lot of like cookie cutting out and like fixing up stuff too, because it'll just. It won't sense it. It'll delete it too. So you like got to go back in there with a brush and drop back in there to create it again. There was a dude I work with that was telling me about the pad, um, and I, again, I think he's on Adobe um, Photoshop. But uh, he said that the the Mac versus the PC is that's one of the big advantages is the tablet. You can actually just freehand it right there. So the tablet doesn't matter what computer you got. It's mostly just like a monitor. That's, oh, so is it is that with Cricut or is it, you have to actually buy it? That, it it's it's a it's like XP pen tablet and then whatever size I have a fifteen five fifteen oh, okay. five yeah uh, or maybe the old lady has fifteen five I don't know she's got the bigger one she's got the much bigger one <laughs> well I mean that's how it goes right right, right. it's all good because like I, I was like I want one you know and I don't think I really want to wait my turn <laughs> you know 
but it was a good buy, man. And like some of the programs we found too, uh, again, doesn't matter, uh, Mac or, uh, PC, there's a program called art rage and you can pretty much paint with that fucking program. You can oil paint, you can airbrush with it. You can change, manipulate in the settings of how you spray your opacity, you know, your widths and spans, your tail lengths and all that. There's all kinds of fucking presets. You can change the canvas, you know. I'm going to have to look at some of these other programs, man. Because that that basic Cricut one that comes with it is not very much. Oh, no, no. That's just designed to take a finished product very basic if you're doing your logos and shit yeah you know like some stuff some solid stuff like that or whatever yeah boom 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 boom, cut it out and just send it to press you know cut it out but uh yeah kind of what he says i already got to like put it in another program work on it then put it in there and i just go load and then i can just size it up however i want but if i'm layering stuff too i gotta lay them all into cricket and then select them all and then size them all down together because huh. then you get like wonky different size shit and it's like ah fuck this doesn't fit <laughs> so what kind of um stuff are you looking to market as far as uh on your own um Anything really, like I pretty much just it's just been commissioned. Like anybody that wants something, you know, it doesn't matter to me. I've done some stuff for people at work. Uh, I've done the, some like basketball jersey stuff, uh, doing like the coach thing, you know, on yeah. a shirt. So like mostly in the the clothing, like yeah, clothing, coffee I, cups or anything like that. Maybe no, not no so coffee much. cups, no coffee cups. I'm not carrying <laughs> carrying it out that bad. <laughs> but I did tell him that I have all the sets for that kind of stuff too, because. I, I collect t-shirt sets t-shirt like, sets like like i like i go online and i buy like t-shirt sets and stuff so i have like mock-ups to make almost anything oh okay. but it really what what i do is i just upload them to Redbubble and just let them do the sales for me so i have a bunch of straight out of shirts that say like straight out of uh your dreams and it has like fucking like freddy cougar no oh, nice <laughs> like that. nice so, so yeah that's kind of like the shit i'm fucking with and like i've been getting more and more in detail and like every time i look over at my girlfriend i'm just like uh man like i'm regretting this one because <laughs> like some of that peeling is real yeah. intricate and you gotta five leave. hours later <sighs> yeah well patience patience and i've been like playing around with different blade types uh the different settings on there uh the substrate is they change like that foil stuff can be pretty tough like pretty forgiving or like pretty brutal hmm. have you seen the glow forage man it's like five thousand dollars but know. it's it's late it's like perfect you can do anything so, wait, wait, is it, oh is it like one of those things like it's cutters? it's this big printer thing it's a pretty good size it has a ventilator on it so you have to like hook it up near a window because it's also uh, kind of like an engraver it does kind of okay. off gas okay. but it can etch it can it can cut um and stuff i think it does like laser cutting or something but it does perfect cuts no matter what you put in it it will it'll make whatever you tell it to make mm-hmm. so people are making like Eiffel Towers out of wood on those on that thing, and then like or etching a laptop. Jesus, like, it does everything. I've so. seen one of those like wood burn like machine wood burners for like two three hundred bucks at Black Friday this mm-hmm. last Black Friday. I was like, man, that looks pretty badass. And I was like, well, fuck Glowforge when he got this thing, you know? <laughs> the cheap man's Glowforge, right? I don't know. I always thought that I, I thought about getting into the like going to buying old tables from uh from like uh, the what do you call it thrift stores mm-hmm. and doing the electrical thing where you take the two wires and you just hook it up to it and then it starts making the trees oh throughout yeah it. that's some that's badass stuff awesome yeah stacy was also getting like big old crazy like looking wood spoons and she was doing like a bunch of uh, nordic runes on them nice yeah so you can like do some spells with your food hell and yeah like that. man yeah have that eat with authority you know? right exactly <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Man. we also got a wood burner too. It seems like there's just kind of, I mean, anywhere you want to go with it. I just, I guess what was um, more surprising to me is that um, it seems like for every application, you almost need an entirely new piece of equipment to, and that's where it really starts to add up. You know, it's like we were talking, just getting going. Do you have a dryer? No, not yet, but that'll be the next thing is yeah. one of those presses to dry the stuff right away yeah you know so in the meantime i don't know if a hair dryer works uh, it will but <laughs> some of those no, ladies not gonna be very fond of me using the, <laughs> the smell i'm sure to be the smell well you know like uh so i do like the pour painting stuff and a dutch pour you have to use like a high powered um hair dryer oh yeah but those, those, those hair dryers are like 150 200 and all these girls are like i made pretty art and i'm like i can't even afford the fucking hair dryer you're using <laughs> in the video like the fuck 
Oh man, and those are really nice ones too. I like those, and like each one is so unique. Yep. Yeah. Awesome, man. So, what's up with the um, the uh, music production stuff? Is that kind of fell by the wayside on this last year? I know it's been pretty brutal for some people. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I've been doing all sorts of stuff as far as like at home with projects, as far as like the vinyl stickers. Stuff for the kids. <laughs> Shirts, playing around with my own stuff. A uh, few commissions here and there. But, yeah, I really haven't wrote too much lately. Uh, just been diving into the art, man. It's not a good... Um not a good vibe for inspiration outside that's no. for sure it's uh no and there's not many shows going on either especially here there's never been really much for like electronic music in yeah. general well uh preethi a girl we had on one of our first guests she moved to new york city oh wow and, um as she was saying too it's just uh she just don't have the energy to start a scene she's she's confident she, she was confident that there would be one that happens in oklahoma but um uh, Given her timeline, she wasn't gonna wait around. Man, you and, can, I can respect that. Yeah, I mean, she's getting older, like in her career and stuff. I but, feel that too. But she, yeah, but she, she uh, moved back there, and I mean, she's been booking gigs constantly, and she can never book gigs in Oklahoma because they, uh, there's for some reason this weird thing in Oklahoma where they only just hook up their friends a lot of the time at the clubs and venues here. Gatekeepers, and, and they're and they're and they're horrible at it. Like the, the, their friends will be horrible at DJing and stuff, and you'll be watching them. And I mean, and then. Uh, you know, I'm not going to mention the name, but I call them DJ Cell Phone. Uh, they they had this event, and we uh, and we all chose not to go to the venue like for New Year's because of the fact that every year they have the same guy, but he hooks up his cell phone and just plays a playlist of music that he has on his cell phone and calls himself a DJ. Oh man, there's probably and, a lot of people out there that and, do that. Yeah, they, well, <laughs> they're in the back, so you'll never see it. So they have all the equipment doing the visual, but like they'll have their stuff all pre hooked up under it or something and you would never know yeah that's what the difference that's what preethi would say too is like guys up there that that's what they'll do but they'll be up at that dj thing like doing all this dramatic spinning and flicking it's just like no that's just playing with the lights man they're just (laughs) playing with the lights there's there's nothing it's just it's just show you know or 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 uh, another thing she used to say that she used to hate was she'd be and I, i i witnessed this happen one time was that she'd be at an event and some other dj would like be like DJing with her, you know, like uh, as uh, and they would just come up to her while she's DJing and try to like mess with her shit, and she'd be like, "Back the fuck off!" Like and slap her hand, and they'd be like, "What the fuck?" And be like, "Dude, like if you want to DJ, like why'd you book me to come over and work?" You know, like, hey, yeah, haven't been uh, doing too much writing. I've been a few mixes, uh, just kind of biding my time. I've been kind of hitting everything. Did it just kind of kind of peter out with the uh, with COVID or? Uh, I don't. It's like my motivation to do music didn't really peter out. I was just interested in different things. Um, yeah, like I I've, Dude, I've stepped away. From, there's been times I've walked away from the guitar for a month at a time. I'll look at it. I have no desire to play it. Yeah, you know. we've probably been looking at almost a year. I think, uh, I don't really like when I went to Minnesota, Wisconsin. Yeah, it was Minnesota. That was right, like, I think it was right before, just right before after then, we, yeah. we hit the last show. Man, that's... Yeah, that's there's, wild. There's just not much here, man. And like, I think they're just now getting back to doing some festivals and things like that. Not too big, but you know, just kind of keeping it within means. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know on the on the, on the more rock and and especially like the red dirt country scene, that's that scene really never went away. I don't think there's all they've been doing shows, smaller capacity, but um, yeah, the big big uh, electronic music fests and DJs and and psychedelic. Uh, experiences as I think even if they were to have one I don't know what the turnout would be I think there's still a lot of hesitation in the air well I mean it, considering that in Colorado and Denver the oh, EDM yeah, that, scene yeah. is the scene there there is no I mean there's uh, the rock scenes and the others and the other like country red dirt all that stuff is like smaller and they're they're struggling because most of their venues are owned by major companies so they don't mm-hmm. want to like take the risk and so they've been doing smaller events and basically saying like hey you're taking a risk coming in here and if you get sick it ain't our fault you know well i mean it's always kind of been the case it's kind of a double-edged sword right now Mm -hmm. yeah you know i mean you you want to get out of the house because you're going fucking crazy but at the same time there's a risk and i don't know since the beginning my mind's always been like well i figured there's always been a risk but 
I guess when it's known, it makes people think. Well, when you're going out for social events and entertainment shit like that, yeah, obviously, like yeah. especially concerts. Yeah. Oh yeah, you never know what the fuck's gonna happen. Hell, well, that's why I, I was telling him like I got vaccinated so I could go to an event. I went to an event of a hundred thousand people. Oh shit. And then, but then I came back and I was fine for like a, for like a month, like the, like no, nothing happened. And then I went to work and uh, and I went to go do a delivery and we wear a mask whenever we we do person to person delivery, like contact, um, like with the person. And I went to go take their ID and they leaned in, handed me their ID and started coughing. Oh. And I was like, and I scanned it and I and I handed his ID back and the guy goes, oh man, I shouldn't sign that. And I go, what? And he goes, he goes, man, I'm sick. And, I'm, and and it literally says on our app, like, if you feel that you're sick or if you think you might have COVID. Don't call us. They were like, well, we can still give you an oh, okay. order, a beer or something like that. You just have to show us, like, leave your idea right out your door. Look through the screen or something. Let us know that you're who you say you are. And then we just scan it and then write C-19 on the signature line to show that, hey, this person had possibly had COVID. So we're, we're like and, – and that's what we were doing for a long, long time. We're, all those transactions, we were just writing C-19 so people weren't getting so close to us. They would just go, hey, here's my ID or just leave it and they'd be like, okay, cool. All right. A hundred like, reasonable ways to do this transaction. Yes. Yeah, this yeah. Guy there, was, there was a way and this, dude, and this dude walked right up on me like Ugh. he was like, hey, you know, and then I got sick and then we ended up having to like cancel the show for like two weeks. Damn. Yeah. So. Well, I mean and honestly I think – I think – we're not out of the woods yet. That's probably because I haven't got it yet. So I'm sure sometime this year, I'll be the reason we cancel the next. And, <laughs> well, I mean, and you're going to get the uh, the Optimus Prime. Optimus. Oh Prime. yeah, yeah. whatever yeah. whatever Greek alphabet letter we're oh, on. Oh, it's at not that a Greek point. alphabet no more. It's Transformers <laughs> now. It's Transformers. It's not. No, it's I Futurama. Want... It's Omicron yeah. Percy I eight. Oh <laughs> shit. Got it. Whoa. Nice. Whoa. I didn't even remember that Whoa. one. It was the first thing I thought. Those that, motherfuckers that, remember everything. That is I, a throwback. To be fair, I was Woo. already going through Futurama with the kids already, so it was already uh, it was already. Yeah, I tell people, I'm like, I'm like, people always act like the Simpsons predict everything, but I'm like, have they ever seen Futurama? Like, Futurama's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Man. They predict a lot of shit, just like Simpsons a, uh, too, man. I'm waiting for the iPhone. That was a hell of a reference. <laughs> that was a hell of a reference. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, that's the first thing I fucking thought of, dude. It's like they jumped right, right on over to Omicron, and I went back and looked at the alphabet, and I was like, you know what? Omicron is the first thing that looks very, ooh, ah. you know, everything else is like, you know, beta. Well, yeah. Alpha, Beta, Charlie, mm. Delta are all the military uh, yeah. things. It's also the phases that inside a uh, basic training and stuff that that you go through. Like if they lock down the base in Alpha or Beta. And Charlie, if you if you hit Delta or Charlie, like shit's hitting the fan. You need to fucking well, then what watch the fuck? your fucking back. I mean, we're like so most military bases overseas, like Afghanistan, like they were always in. They was always in like Delta, like they they were never in anything before that. Like oh, it was wow. just constant. Like hey, shit might hit the fan War. at any time. So. <laughs> yeah, I figure there's a few more at the end of the alphabet sets you can use. That's pretty. Uh, well, I mean, the thing is with viruses is they. They work their way through a populace, and it gets weaker as it works its way through. So, well, I mean... Bill just, Gates this week said, like, uh, when this is all over, that Omicron will just be like the common flu. Yeah, when this is oh, all Oh, you mean, over. I heard another guy say that about a year ago, that it was going to end up being like that. Two weeks. Not, flatten no, the curve. No, whatever. Two weeks. <laughs> Two flatten weeks. the curve. Two weeks, flatten the curve. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Well, I'm just... Hey, we got shows in Oklahoma, and I've I've... Luckily, been able to go out and see a few. You have too. We've had our local buddies put on some shows. We've been able to get out and see. It's definitely. It was definitely um, less than previous years, but uh, we, we were able to get out and see a few shows this year. And I think uh, that trajectory will probably just continue. You know? I hope so, man. I hope so. Hell, we barely even went out and saw a movie for the first time last weekend. We got to catch a couple movies last That's never really been a big thing with us, though. We did see the new Halloween when it came out, and there was another one we went and seen. I can't remember. But honestly, there hasn't been a lot of movies that being made that made me want to go spend the money. Oh, I, nah. I've attempted to watch the new Matrix. It's all and remakes I, I've and still sequels. not finished it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like a third into it. And I'm still I'm just bored out of things. my mind of this movie. Remakes and sequels. Uh, even the, I don't think they wanted to make it. Even the <laughs> Halloween, we went and seen it. And I love Michael Myers. I, I didn't love like Halloween. It. I, I thought it was terrible. Um, 
I it, thought it was terrible. The only you, one good thing was you got to see the neighborhood come back and like beat the shit out of Michael Myers. Yeah. No, what I what I uh, was telling him about, I, I went to go see Candyman. And and I was like, you know, that story, the original story, it ha- already has all the all the so-called woke like stuff in it, but like it was better to me because it, it, by the end of it, the like the new Candyman is now haunting all of the gentrified communities and killing all of the shitty white people, <laughs> which is fucking great. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. It just proves the point. That, you know, it's just funny to me that a movie like that, who's the backstory is already in slavery. Like you don't have to reach. Yeah, you don't. Have you don't to have do to make that. shit up. But the they, story's but did, already but there. Did, but the one girl that like the this one um, character, the bunch of girls were picking on her, and it's funny because they were all extremely liberal looking. They weren't. They didn't look like your you know Republican or like the conservative types. They were all like the the, the strip hairs and the weird colors and all that kind of stuff. But they're picking on this black girl, and then she gets inside this like this uh, stall, and she's like has her music on and stuff like that and she's like really you know sad and stuff because they're picking on her and right when she hangs her bag up it says black lives matter right on her bag and it's a little sign and then she pulls back she's in the bathroom i don't know where you just see like all these like bodies just fucking flying across the floors and shit and you're like oh shit and it's because Candyman, all these girls were in the, looking at the mirror saying Candyman and taunting it now and where he just shows up and kills them all but he doesn't kill her because she wasn't looking at the mirror she just went right into the stall see so yeah you know I guess to some degree you have to plug in some modern buzzwords or topics, but at the same time you run the risk of doing that when you're making a movie because if you do that too much, literally just a single one year later watching that movie, it can make it seem super aged. It mm-hmm. can make it, 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 it you, well, and you're and you're alien like uh, with movies, you can't alienate everybody, right? You know, because if you if you alienate an entire group, then you just now lost like millions of dollars of uh, extra revenue because they're going to watch the movie and be like, well, that fucking sucked. You know, yeah, go too mad. woke, go broke. That's the, yep. that's the saying. I mean, we got to be able to find a middle ground here, people. And it's just, I think we've lived in the extreme polars of ideas for so long. I think the reverb from that is starting to come back to the middle. I'm starting to see some people with, you know, moderate ideas as opposed to the extremes. And I hope that continues, but however, I mean, the backdrop of everything right now is just so weird. It's just every, you just got to play every day by ear. It seems like, you know, venue to venue with gigs. It's, it's different venue to venue. Some of them want you to have a mask. Some of them don't, or not that they don't want you. It's usually always optional. Some of them require one and others don't. Um, uh, We went to the buck cherry show at the diamond and they didn't have a requirement for masks, but they it says strongly recommended. It's on. They got signs up and everything. And everybody, I think they sold about half the gig, which the diamonds. It's like a long building. Yeah, it's I've been not in real a, wide, but seeing Cold Chamber Seven Dust there. Oh, nice. Yeah. They're coming back. Seven oh, Dust will be nice. here. I think in February. Um, we're looking at tickets for them. I'd love to see. I've been missing them for twenty five years. But nice. uh, um, yeah, it seemed like everybody kind of kept it cool. Uh, people tended to move to the front when buck cherry came on headliner obviously but um yeah we kind of hung back and me and my wife hell we had room all around us and uh people kind of just stayed cool man nothing mm-hmm. a few people jumping getting a little I mean, rowdy, if you but, sell it at capacity you can maintain that yeah, cool atmosphere and, yeah, and, you can. And the biggest thing is if if someone is jumping around and maybe a mosh pit might flare up and someone falls you see people helping people up you don't see people just that's what i don't understand about that concert that happened recently with all those kids got that is insane crushed and, yeah Scott, uh, yeah there you go yeah uh, what was it called ash astro world that is yeah and that's so and sad me and man. him like uh oh, like i sent him a video and and it's like I watched this like one dude that did a deep like conspiratorial dive on it, and it was fascinating because like that that particular park it has a lot of crazy ass history with people dying and stuff in it. So it's like, what kind of fucking what park are we is doing this? Here? Kind of creepy ass park is this, you know? But uh, but yeah, like Live Nation's taking a huge hit on that one. Um, but I mean, it the problem is is it's the same reason why uh, whenever I was at Louder Than Life. I mean, people didn't like rush the stage, but there was a few events that happened during the show, 
and uh, one dude fell out, and he was laying on the ground for several times. It took them way too long to get to him. We we don't know if he died or not. Like, but he but like he passed out, and um, and nobody helped him because he because nobody wanted to get involved. They 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 wanted the medics to come in, and the problem was the medics are on the other side of the of the venue. So and their their and their amount of people that they had going on, they're over here taking care of this person that's having heat exhaustion. Meanwhile, this dude's possibly dying you know and so uh so i mean there, there was a lot of that that happened but it was it was a matter of that up till the show they were asking hey if anybody wants to come work like call this number and they were doing that on the facebook pages though because they were like we don't have enough workers hmm. and so they were just they were just trying to make the system work they security wise they would they would check you for metal they had metal detectors they wouldn't touch you so like people were bringing in whatever you know oh, but, wow. but they didn't care they were like we'd rather you Go in, have a good time. You know, if you bring in alcohol like vodka and water bottles, whatever you do, that's your business. But like, just just know, like, you know, that we don't have the staff to handle you if you get too bad. Sure. You know, and that's basically how it was in a way. And then, but I mean, that Astro World thing, uh, the thing with rap shows that a lot of people don't really know, and, and I experienced when I worked at um, at uh, the Fillmore, was that. They will come in and they rush the stage. And when they rush the stage, you have to you have to have levels of security going going. Nope, nope. You guys gotta get, you gotta go slower, you know. And so then they'll rush the stage. But like that show, they just plummeted and stampeded people. Oh, wow. And they were trying to get to the stage to be the first person up front or whatever. And and nine people, I think, yeah. ended up dead from that. Yeah, and, and so I mean, and, that, and, that, and it happens. Uh, like we we would they would sit there and shake the barricades, and we would be standing there. They had to install these like barricades that could not be removed, and had two entries on each side for that venue because of the fact that the, our old barriers could not hold. They would push us all the way up to the. I've been up against actual, a few of them. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it will, yeah. It will literally the the, the the people will push you against, and you'll have the stage, and you'll have you, and you'll have those little blockers at the bottom that are like hitting the stage and that bar's like doing this to you and you're Crushing just holding you. the bar like this yeah and people are trying to jump over so you're trying to grab them without the bar hitting you you know man so. anytime you're in a crowd so big it looks like liquid on the horizon you need to fucking be marking your exits and situational awareness is yeah is yeah, critical like, so when this happened like the only thing i can think about is all the times i've gone to ozfest and specifically uh, I remember Lamb of God. Oh man! Yeah, on the backside, and we're talking second stage dirt, so there's dust everywhere. <laughs> so it's like a tornado going off, and just walking into it, never know what's gonna happen oh, in there. Yeah, but man, there's there's all kinds of shit going in. You know, you're getting slammed down, pushed around. You know, catching fists. You know, all sorts of shit. But yep. like somebody is always picking you up. That's what I always remember. Somebody was always picking you up. That's the thing about punk rock and metal crowds is uh, some of the nicest damn people, man. Um, but it's also kind of like... It's also violent. It the is unspoken violent. code, I guess, you know? Yeah. In a way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, so people's compassion is down the toilet right now, for the, sure. The most, um, the most violent crowd I've ever seen was uh, Pantera. <clears throat> that was... Right at the end of them, probably two thousand, two thousand one, and the but the most violent crowd I've ever seen that was like dark was Corn. Like when that crowd shifted, it was like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like I'm not going up there. That it didn't look like a mosh, put like a fun mosh pit. It looked like if you go in there, you're gonna get your fucking nose broke. Damn, you know. <laughs> and Corn kids get crazy. Oh boy, I tell you what, them fucking new metal heads, new metalers. <laughs> well, all right, so. It's Saturday, and I'm day drinking, y'all. I don't care. I'm not apologizing. Yeah, and I got to go to work at 1.30, so. Man. It's about a 30-minute, 45-minute drive over there. So. I had to buy my wife a car this week. Oh, anybody out there listening, if if you're in the market for a car, don't. Um, I just, unless you're, <laughs> just forced, do unless you're forced into the situation like we were, like the car actually died, uh, man, I thought the housing market was insane, and then I went and had to buy a used car or a late model used car. And whoa, yeah. Unless you guys have to, just wait, wait. Let this whole thing blow over. It's fucking crazy right now. 
but anyway, I had to do that. So I, you know, it's been a busy ass week. So I was like, you know what? It's Saturday. I'm going to have a few beers. I don't give a shit. It must be why there's a lot more beaters out on the road lately, huh? <laughs> For sure. I guess the deal. If people haven't realized that we're in, been in an economic war with China since the '90s. I don't know if and people, ourselves. some people don't know that, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> but an economic war is not a killing war. And, you know, I, you weigh the options there, but I think it'll all, you know, with this COVID's causing markets and then markets restrict. And then we have what we have here, you know, inflation and all this craziness. I don't know. I hope it goes away soon, but you know, as long as nobody's killing each other, I guess. That's better than that. Only internally. And yeah. <laughs> We're all dying a little inside. But uh, to help uh, relieve said feeling of dying inside, I uh, <laughs> got uh, into this whole breathing deep meditation thing. And I was, I was, when we were talking about you having me on the show, you actually mentioned that. I'm like, huh, that's funny because I just tried it and it worked. So how deep are you into this thing? Uh, I've been pretty deep. Uh, every morning I'm usually doing some sort of exercise or ritual. That's part of your, that's just part of your, part of my regiment. Yeah. On the weekends it gets a little scared. I'm scared because, you know, I'm off. I'm lazy, a little bit lazier. But, um, as far as the mindset, I pretty much try to keep it constantly 24 seven. Is it just, does it, is it like peace of mind or does it just help you focus? Uh, it's a little bit of everything. Um, I'm, I'm more into like the hermetic aspect. Um, what does that mean? I'm, drawing a blank on that um hermetics is like uh pythagoras uh hermes trismegistus oh, okay um deep uh philosopher type uh it's meditation type stuff meditation stuff it's also astrological it has to deal a lot with stars they also do a lot of ritual work and things like that uh it's geometrical it's i don't know it's Kind of given like a basis and foundation of emanation through the cosmos. Hmm. Interesting. I've I've had some DMT experiences that would. Uh, the only way I'm able to understand or conceptualize what you just said is because I've experienced the DMT experience. <clears throat> and when you talk about shooting across the cosmos and all this stuff, it's like. Um, if I hadn't have experienced that, I would not know how to gauge what you just told me. But since I can, since I've experienced that, I can kind of tap into it, and I'm like, now it begs the question for me: How do you achieve that naturally? Because well, uh, 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 <clears throat> sorry, I don't want to no, interrupt you before I before you get going. Uh, let me just say, uh, I just started this very very recently. I've only done the very entry level breathing exercises, and I know it goes very far. So I'm. Uh, um, I'm just curious, what's been your experience with it? Well, I was just going to say the breathing is like some of the first few steps. Like I, I said earlier, get, um, <clears throat> oxygen is like gasoline to your body. Right, right. Like it just fuels your body, keeps you going. Uh, I think it helps you calm yourself. Um, you can also send oxygen to like your body, relax yourself. You can also do it for healing types of things. It's taking oxygen and programming it, you could say, part of like visualization. So do you, does it? Um, I guess I'm trying to reach for my next question here. How do I put this into a good good words that everybody would kind of understand? Um, when you talk like the mind body spirit spirit relationship and and doing this sober, which is like it's one thing to say, okay, I took a a, a tab or or pill or whatever, and I'm getting this experience. But when you're able to bring it up naturally. Um, how, I guess, how long and how regimented um, did you have to really focus on this before those results, or at least the results you hear about from other people, start to that you noticed? Everyone's different. Everyone's different, and of course, with like your daily life going on, it's really hard to like put like you know a good six hours in, four hours in, whatever. So you really kind of just have to like take it when you can get it. For me, it's like driving in your car. On the way up here, I had like a long 36-minute drive or so, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you can just take that time and really focus on that and still focus on driving. Yeah. <laughs> well, is there is there deep sessions where like you can't do that? Like you have to sit in a place and... and- yeah, there, there's definitely... Like I said, there's all, all kinds of different exercises and 
ritual things that you can even turn into exercises for that matter i guess you can like kind of just shorten them down really and um i was shocked i I could not believe that simply breathing in a timed and regimented way could not only change your perception but so quickly like within 10 minutes i went from i would say borderline freak out mini panic attack mode to Okay, now I can actually work with my thoughts instead of my thoughts just being a fucking tornado in my head. You know, now I can actually, you know, list them, uh, address the the problems, and and go forward. Whereas sometimes your anxiety can get so high it almost like freezes you in place. It's weird. There's just something about oxygen, man, that like does something to your body and your mind that just. I don't know, it calms you, it strengthens you. I mean, like anything that happens, like any kind of sport or any sort of traumatic event, they're always telling you, just breathe, just breathe. You right. Know? Yeah. That's Well, that's so simple, yet that is really all it is. Yeah. And it's funny because like a long time, like it doesn't happen too much anymore, but I would like find myself like stuck with an inhale. It's like, why am I holding my fucking breath, you know? It's I'm like, a clen- clincher, like. And See, I used to be that thing. too. Uh, yeah, my teeth. My teeth are suffering today as a result. And what's funny is because when I first started doing a lot of this, I was having problems with my teeth, and like that's probably what started a lot of it. it was like, okay, let's. let's how am I going to get through till t- fucking tomorrow when I get this yeah. tooth ripped out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Man, that's wild. And it, and it's. I mean, I'm not a deeply religious person. I never have been, and and I think a lot of especially in Oklahoma, we have a lot of very deeply rooted religious folks and they look at things like transcendental meditation or something like that. It's almost like it's a different competitive religion and it's it's really not. It's more of a philosophical uh, thing, I guess, but if religion's always been competitive, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's always been competitive. Nah, nah. I guess you got a good point, you know. <laughs> the crusades do this or was die. nothing. Do this nothing. or die. Yeah. For something that has such uh, direct and positive effects, that's so weird that something like that, you almost have to seek it out to uh, to to learn about it's weird i try to wrap my mind around it you know it's like why would we keep this a secret why would we like try to navigate through our lives through these sort of means you know like try like literally taking the path of most resistance and we have these breathing exercises that we've known about for thousands of years and it's not it's not taking acid it's not taking dmt well look what we do with medicine western medicine yes does is it really effective maybe in some cases but like really i think it just like how much of it is placebo yeah well or that or like just to keep it at bay just to keep you on the hook on the line to need it you know yeah whereas like you got some herbal remedies of just plants you know yeah knock that shit out well yeah and i've i've definitely been through the ringer on the uh on the pills and powders train. Stacy, uh, man, like she's the one to talk to about all that shit. That's, that was a hard ride, man. Yeah. All mm. the herbicology and things. She's good with that. So, um, did you get into the meditation post introduction to psychedelics or before? So probably before, cause during the times of psychedelics and things like that, cause you're starting to experience a little more and starting to, thinking ways a little bit differently so you're like trying to figure out how to tap into that stuff so yeah yeah and of course the first approach for me was the more eastern approach from you know like india and things like that buddhist monks you know uh yoga um yeah yeah so that aspect is kind of like the think about nothing thing to like really tap into the zone that you know alone is very difficult it's fucking tough you know and Def- it, how do you define nothing it's like defining infinite infinity you know, like, it's, well how do you define how where do you something define- comes from from nothing you know it's like what the fuck but it's really tough it's really tough um but there's like different ways to go on about it there's different mantras and things like that you know uh in the hermetics they got god names and things like that um but i think we look a little too deep into maybe the God names and not like the sounds and vibrations that they make that you're sending through your body, which is like with psytrance and psychedelic music. That, Harmonics, man. Yeah. Well, it makes all what it's built on, you know? Yeah. And so here we are doing it to ourselves, tapping into that, you know, opening up your, your, your third eye and all the different chakra points or sephirots, depending on what your practice is. So have you had uh, natural 
trance experiences that rival that of say DMT or mushrooms or psychedelics on that level? Um, no, not really. And it, it hasn't really worked like that for me so far. It hasn't been like, uh, just explosions like that. It's been just like more like images and emotions and things like that. Feelings, the feeling, you know, yeah. um, I feel that like to understand has opened up a little bit more. Um, especially with more like technical subjects and things like that, especially with uh, astrology and geometry and things like that. One thing I did say, um, and this was after the very first time I broke through taking DMT, um, is I, I said, I don't know if God is real or exists, but whatever it is, is geometric in nature. Because everything breaks down to basically triangles and spheres. At every single so Plato fundamental says, level. So Plato says uh, for the four basic elements, you, uh, you got air, fire, and water are just three different kinds of triangles, just angled differently. Fire being a more sharp angled angle, uh, triangle, whereas earth, he's saying, would be squares. And then circles. I'm not really sure about the circles, but that's what he said the four elements are based on is those shapes. And science has proved that today. Man. And then you go deeper into like subatomic particles. And well, that that's the actual wild, chapter man. that comes from is the atomizing and things like that. that. Was the exact chapter? And it's like, how the fuck did he know that? <laughs> yeah, before any of before these any guys, of that. before any of these guys, how the fuck did he know that? That came from somewhere and calculated it pretty close to like atomic diameter and stuff. I mean, they weren't on because they're fucking ancient. There's no way they, they all they could do was conceptualize it. Whereas now we have you know, machines that can actually stabilize an atom in one place and we can view it. Yeah. And we measure it and it's pretty damn close to what they thought it was just based off their mathematics in, in ancient Greece. It's fucking crazy, man. Yeah, that, that's it. Math, man. I'll tell you what. And, and <laughs> that is one of the things when I came back off of DMT was, oh, well, I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, is, is geometric. And, uh, it's crazy. I don't know, man, that stuff. That that opened my um, curiosity to things uh, like uh, the meditation and that, that kind of stuff, and it's it's interesting to me that y you can access these things, but it's like anything else too. You have to work at it. It's practice and, and this that and the other. And I learned that when I was doing just the. There's three breathing exercises. It's entry level, and uh, two of them are Wim Hof. Um, the other one is a uh, I want to say is a Gracie Jiu Jitsu yeah. thing, but they're about thirty second. 30 seconds a piece, the breathing part. And then at the very end on two of them, you breathe out all the way. And you think, because you hold it for a minute and a half, breathing out all the air. And you think, I'm not going to be able to do this. But you breathe, you've, you put so much O2 in your system from the breathing exercise leading up to that, that by the time you breathe out and you're sitting there holding it, just kind of chilling, it's a minute and a half up before you even realize it. That's one. That's uh, I noticed that it's always associated breathing out and holding it with pain. It's a painful experience to do that, but when you do it in these exercises, it, it doesn't really hurt all that bad, and it doesn't really throw you off. It doesn't make you feel feel uh, weird or like you're losing consciousness or anything like that. Something I've noticed too. It's like where we breathe from normally, just our day to day, or just without even thinking about it. And then when we're like focusing breathing, I think it kind of comes from a different spot. You know, like we're putting it into our chest differently we're not just kind of just like yeah well i noticed he kept saying you need to breathe from your gut your diaphragm breathe from yep. your in your stomach yeah and i'm like okay so i started doing that and i didn't do it perfect is you know i'm still learning but i definitely noticed a change in you take a good punch that way too <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it definitely made a difference it definitely put me in a calmer state of mind I, I i would strongly hesitate to say that it's anything even close to a dmt experience but i will say the feeling because after after coming back from a dmt or even just a heavy trip you're, there's this kind of this sense of thank god that's over you know i want it <laughs> off the ride and i'm glad it's over and that's kind of what it felt like coming when i was done breathing it's just like there's this kind of a sense of relief like you know it's almost telling yourself you're worrying too much. And you really, that's all it is. In your own head, it's the most frustrating thing. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe in those states of like where you've kind of zeroed it out and we've gone neutral a little bit, that you're, 
your uh, natural defenses are like starting to kick in to like actually get you calm, you know, by talking you through it. Right. Know? Well, what's your uh, stance on um, the DMT just as a molecule? Do you think that is something that our bodies have as a as a coping mechanism for intense trauma, or do you think that's just a a molecule that somehow makes these crazy things go off in our heads? Um, who knows, man? Who knows? It could be for dreams. It could be for imagination. It could be for, I mean, trauma. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Maybe, I, mean, I just find it curious that when people go through severe traumas, um, I had a friend of ours, Brian Wofford, on. He was blown up on Iraq, lost his leg. <clears throat> and we asked him about his, his near-death experience, and he says, yeah, I, don't, I didn't have one. I don't have any memory of it. It's like the lights went off. And then I woke up and then, um, there's other people that you'll hear them explain their near death experience. And, you know, they're talking about the exact same things that I did when I was in the DMT realm. You know, I went through a portal. I saw this. Just depends on how left open they were, I guess. That is so crazy, man. Yeah. Like, like I told you the other day, it's just that space of everything and nothing birth and death like that's what it was for me at least the last last few times the first few times was like lights and geometric and fucking totally different realms whereas other times it was like i went within and like just went back to the source i always have a little blonde girl that's a guide and i've heard other people say that's not uncommon to have a guide not necessarily a specific one but mine's every time it's a it's a blonde girl and usually she shows up at the second hit, and then by the time I'm taking the third breath in, she's looking at me and she says, "All right, don't forget to breathe." <laughs> and um, that's Thanks usually breathe. the point when everything <laughs> goes crazy. But honestly, and the other, the flip side of all that, and I know this probably sounds crazy to people listening. They're like, "Oh, what kind of cartoon claymation shit are you guys on?" <laughs> <laughs> that methotryptamine. It's an overwhelmingly positive experience. When you come back, however, at the time, it can be quite a um, overwhelming experience. So I'm not condoning, but I will say it worked for me. So, <laughs> And I've never ever seen anyone or anything, to be honest, actually. I know people have like said they've seen elves and things like that. I, it makes me wonder if they're using that term because that's the only word they know that can even encapsulate it. So there's been like all kinds of topics about elves and like other different dimensions and things like elves. Yeah. yeah. So there's been all kinds of talks about that stuff, you know. Um, But they also the thing to keep in mind to the North Pole. Yeah, right. (laughs) But the thing to keep in mind too is like the more we talk about these things, whether we know about them or not, we implant that in your subconscious because we've already thought about them. We've created them, and then now we've gone to a place where all that comes. Well, they recently found a. in in England, a what they're calling a water dragon, and I'm looking at this thing, this this skeleton that they found. It was a dragon, like it's like a big ass animal, and the, and it, it literally is looks like Nessie the Loch Ness monster. I'm like, they just fucking discovered the thing that they are always looking for, and they gave it a different name. Ah, it became like, too like, you real. You missed it. You missed, you'd be like, hey, we found the Loch Ness monster. Like, yeah, you know, like <laughs> I'll have yeah. to look that up. It's always fun when it's not real and right in front of you. Once the once the curtain gets yanked up and it's right there, it's like, oh, shit, it's just another animal. Yeah. <laughs> I like the mythic stuff there for a while while it's still a secret. Right. Man. Um, trying to think here. Did, was there anything we need to cover? Where are we at? Um, I'm about to have to All right. head yeah. out soon. Oh, yeah, we're at an hour. Fuck yep. me. Wow, yeah. that went quick. Well, um... So, do you want me to use your stage name or just Danny Skill? I don't know if you're doing, uh, maybe looking to book gigs or anything. You're just up for whatever. Whatever, man. Awesome. Whatever. Well, um, I'll say both. Danny Skill, thank you for being in with us, buddy. For sure, man. Uh, Appreciate DJ, it. DJ, producer, um, vinyl, custom artist, t-shirt guy, uh, kind of all-around artist. Stickers. Yeah, creative mind. All right, man. Mind. We'll Jack definitely of all put trades, you... master of nothing. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Jack of all trades, master of none, but usually better than a master of one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
Danny, thank you for being in, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Jonathan, take us out. All right. The uh, local Airshot podcast runs on the value for value system. Uh, it's time, talent, and treasure. Uh, there's many ways you can give your talent and your time. If you're an artist and you want to be on the show, uh, then hit me up at john at thelocalearshot.com, or you can find us on Facebook uh, through our Facebook page, um, and then uh, or even just hit up Brad through like Instagram on Instagram, our Facebook page. You'll, you'll be getting hold of um, me. Yeah, but if you if you hit up our Facebook page, message us. One of us will will answer back pretty fast. Uh, and then if you can email, then that works too. Uh, as for time, you know, we thank everybody for listening. Uh, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there you could be listening to, and and that's all great. But if you feel that you've gotten value. Uh, from this episode or, or any of our previous episodes, then um, think about giving, uh, becoming an executive producer. Uh, any any donation over $5, we read on the air. If you just want to send us notes, though, we'll read your notes on the air, too, um, mm. sometimes, you know, because we haven't really gotten any feedback from what people think of the show. But Tell us art, if you hate the fucking thing. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, that's what we want to hear. We, we, we need to know what we can do better. <laughs> what do you want to hear? You know, like, uh, like what kind of artist do you want to hear? And if you have an artist that you want us to, you know, uh, play on the show or have on the show and put us in contact with them and then we'll have them on. Uh, so yeah, uh, and that'll be it. And then I think if you want, we can we can close out on a song and then we can just play one of your songs at the end. Cool. Um, right. So um, so yeah, we're gonna play out uh, "Restless" uh, by Sinistalian uh, Skills and Danny Skills. And uh, yeah, so thank you for guys, uh, everybody listening. Uh, one more thing, real quick, if you guys want to get a hold of Danny and have him do some custom art for you. Uh, he is available through Facebook only. He's kind of joining that club of fuck social media and I, man, I respect the hell out of that because I would love to do it myself. It's but. just pure laziness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to build it up, man. Trying to build it up. <laughs> Alright, guys. Uh, thank you guys for checking it out. We love y'all. We'll see y'all later. Bye. Alright, bye. Peace.
Ready?